I grew up in a small town called Grand Island, right between Buffalo and Niagara Falls on the Canadian border. I loved growing up there. If you've ever met someone from the area, you know that Buffalo pride is a very real thing. I got my undergraduate degree in biology and moved out to San Francisco having no idea what I wanted to do in 1998. Of course, my parents were ecstatic about spending all that money on my education and me working as a temp <laughs> in a very, very expensive city. So, but actually my, my love of technology and, ad, and the ad tech space really started by chance. When I was temping, when I landed in San Francisco, I ended up with an assignment at a company called Flycast as a receptionist. I found the space absolutely fascinating and the pace obviously was amazing. You know, I was learning so much, loving loving the, the, the vibe of the industry and, and everyone was so helpful in, in helping me learn. And as I learned more about the space, I realized there was actually quite a lot of scientific principle behind it. I managed to do a good enough job answering the phones and sorting the files, figuring out the differences between accounts payable, accounts receivable, and managed to, uh, to get them to bring me on full time. And from there, I really ran with it. I soaked up everything I could, took every opportunity and job uh, and position that was, it was thrown at me, and made sure that I created a few opportunities of my own making, uh, one of them really being my move into the international uh, into international business and moving to Germany. Uh, I've moved to Germany with that company a couple of years after I started there and have been based here in Berlin ever since. My passions are forging strong relationships, building things, and working and living internationally. Now for the last seven years, I have been the co-founder of IOTA, a global advertising technology company, and my name is Christina Prokop. Celebrating the lives, work, and achievements of women around the world. The Drum presents Exceptional Women of the World, hosted by The Drum's America's Editor, Doug Zanger. Let's go to three questions. What was your biggest, and I'm using air quotes here, victory, and how did you deal with it? My greatest victory is one that, thank goodness, I'm still in the middle of right now. <laughs> and that is proving that this could work. This company, this idea that we had, it's been a long road like any entrepreneur will tell you. But there were some things about this company when we started it that so many people thought it would never work. And one of the main things that I think that people find so fascinating is we managed to start this company. We found it across three continents. So myself based in Berlin, Germany, one co-founder in Singapore and one co-founder in Sydney, Australia. So I can't tell you how many investors and friends and, and they all loved us and, and knew and knew how hard we could work and knew our capabilities. But everyone, you know, it was it was a real challenge convincing people that we're going to make this work. And we have. And it's been, uh, you know, been a, been a wild and great ride so far. Sometimes the wild rides are the ones that you learn more about yourself. And on top of that is as a part of this this greatest victory. I think the great thing about this great, this large victory is there's a lot of little victories that go on within, within it. So there's things like in founding this company, making it work, there's all these little victories along the way that where you take a step back and say, oh my God, I can't believe we just did that. And there are things like seeing your logo on, on an industry presentation for the first time or showing it in, showing up in some sort of ranking or mentions in the trade press. You know, I think for me, one of the big moments was when all your sales activity starts to move from outbound sales, outbound sales, outbound sales, and you start getting inbound sales, people actually start calling you 
these these sound like little things, but at the time they're all huge, you know, huge victories in in uh, in the process of building this company. And I think the other thing that's amazing, what's a huge victory around building a company, is then seeing seeing the team around you, seeing the people that you that have come on this ride with you, and uh, you know, are standing behind your vision. And uh, it's extremely, it makes me extremely proud. Absolutely, totally understand that. Who made you? And again, air quotes, using the air quote thing there. And why is that? Uh, so the air quote means that I don't have to go through the scientific scientific explanation of that, right? <laughs> no, no, and 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 because yes, because of your scientific degree, uh, you know, I, I'm the arts, I'm the arts major, okay. so you know. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, what I find really interesting is I've had a revelation about this really only after. Over the last couple of years, a lot of people would always ask me, who was my role model and who did I look up to? And, and I never really had a good answer. You know, I never had an amazing mentor and I never had a coach, um, you know, that really defined me. And then I started realizing the family that I came from, that I, I grew up with incredible role models all around me, not even realizing it, totally taking it for granted. So, you know, it starts with a... I have a pretty badass grandmother. Um, she she is from also from the Buffalo area, and she graduated. She's a real trail, trailblazer. She graduated from law school in 1927. She was one of wow. three women in her class, and had her own practice her whole life. And you know, it, it was also you know her stories of getting through the depression, teaching piano, and doing law on the side, and all of this. It, it just an amazing woman, and and practiced until she was 90, I think in the end, 98. She passed away when she was 102. Wow. And, uh, oh, God bless. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, it starts with that. My, my, my mother, unfortunately, suffered from a chronic illness most of my life, but she was also somebody who was going through such hardship, was just, but was just such a fighter and was, was such amazing grace. You know, so that was another just strong, absolutely strong, strong person in my, in my family. And, and my father didn't have it easy growing up moved to the States when he was 19, never really had, you know, never had that silver spoon in his mouth, so to say, and just a rock of a person, you know, just whatever was thrown his way, stood back up. He's also somebody who no matter what has happened, he, he was never, never bitter about it. just an amazingly positive and hardworking person. And yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. The German hardworking gene is, uh, thank goodness, something I've also, I've also inherited. <laughs> What's the most important decision people can make in their lives? And by extension, what's the most important decision women can make in their lives? And why is that? So I think this is across the board, women, men, anyone. For me, it's been choosing who you surround yourself with, um, you know, making very conscious decisions about oh, both from the from the social side, from the professional side, from the marriage side, just really looking at who are the people around you and who are you choosing to spend your time with? Who do you invest time in building relationships with? Because uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people out there that are, uh, my husband and I always use the word energy suckers. You know, they, they, yeah. they can, uh, and they can really impact you sometimes, sometimes without you even realizing it. But the more wonderful people and really positive and like-minded people you surround yourself with, uh, you know, the greater you can be. Let's go to the must list and we start with a must do. For me, there's, it's not one, it's, it's two things. Number one, always trying to keep things in perspective. We get really caught up in our, 
and the importance of or what we think is the importance of our of our business or of, of things that are going on in our life and and you forget you know in the long term what kind of what kind of role is it really going to play you know and whether that's unfortunately something happens in business and you, you you lose a deal that you had no real I mean that you couldn't really do too much about it's not going to kill you you know just taking taking things in perspective and and keep rolling the second must do is to always keep a sense of humor it's so easy to get down and it's so easy life is just easier when you keep a sense of humor what's the German sense of humor like now <laughs> <laughs> Come on, oh, you knew I was going to go there. Don't ask me that. I, I like to live here. I don't want to get kicked out. <laughs> the, 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 German, okay. the Germans have a very... I mean, it's not 1986. <laughs> You're fine. And they don't have Dieter and Sprockets that make you dance here. No, that's true. That, 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 was, all I, that was the first thing I looked when I, came, when I came here, but I didn't find Dieter and the Sprockets here. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just having a go because that, that's one of those... That, that's one of those things that others like do the germans have good stuff and they do, they do. The it's, yes they do it's a little bit drier sometimes than ours but it, but they definitely do right it's like sometimes you didn't know they said a joke and then it's like oh okay <laughs> got it yeah yeah totally fine <laughs> totally fine uh what is a must experience a must experience for me is moving abroad i think it was the, one of the most character building and amazing experiences of my life. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I know it's not. You did it young. You did, you did it really young, right? Yeah. I moved in 2000. So 18 years ago, I was two and a half mm. years out of, out of college and, you know, had, had this amazing opportunity with the company I was working with, or let's, let's put it this way. I made them, I made them think it was an amazing opportunity for them, but it was really, an, it was a really amazing opportunity that I was trying to get pushed through. And it was amazing not only because of the positives, but also actually also because of the negatives. It was it was one of the most challenging times in my life. You know, I've also I've never felt so lonely as I felt. You know, after after you're here for a while, it's, I've heard that, and it's character building. You know, it's uh, as right. awful as it is to go through. It really it it's a it's a an incredibly strong experience, really starting to understand the culture and understand the people, what makes them tick, understand their humor. <laughs> What's a must read? This is totally embarrassing. And it's not a must. No, it's, no, no, no. Not, I, I saw what you wrote. No, 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 it's not. It's not. No, it's, don't, don't say it's well, totally it's not, embarrassing. It's not totally embarrassing. But, you know, it's, as, a, as a good businesswoman, we should be talking about the, the books that you're no, coaching. no, I, I, we, we, we're more yes. interested in you. Indeed. So my leisure <laughs> indulgence is Vanity Fair. And it's, I think that's a good well, one. You know, it's so funny because my husband, he, he always makes fun of me because I, without knowing it, I developed a, an absolute addiction to magazines. And I, and I figured out what it was at one point in time. I think it gave, and I wasn't reading them all. You know, I would buy magazines and, and they would sit around and sit around. And I think it gave me the feeling that I had more free time than I actually did. Like seeing magazines <laughs> laying there, I thought, oh gosh, yeah, look at me. I can sit down and leaf through a magazine. I mean, it somehow made right. me feel better about, about not having a, uh, not, made me feel like I had free time. Any any particular Vanity Fair issue that stands out? Oh, since you're such an aficionado. Oh gosh, is no. I look forward. I look forward. To the Hollywood issue. The Hollywood <laughs> yeah, issue. the best dress list is always fun. What's a must learn? A must learn also comes in the international international uh, umbrella is learning a foreign language fluently. Same thing here. I think it's being able to speak to somebody in their native language. Being able to understand the nuances of what they're saying and how they're saying it 
is I have found just to another place in, in understanding what makes people tick because it's no matter what happens, no matter how, how good someone's English is, there is always something that goes lost in translation always. And it doesn't matter if that's a business or personal and, you know, without, there are a lot of things. And this is what I found when I was learning German myself is you're really, until you can speak to someone in your native tongue, there's so many things you can't express or, you know, points you can't get across. And, and it really limits how much you can share with someone. So, yeah, I think you know, for me, that's, that's, um, that's definitely been one must learn for everyone. What's a question you've never been asked before that you'd love someone to ask you and what would the answer be? <laughs> this was a really hard question. I thought about this for a long time. Mm-hmm. What I came up with is I, I don't think anybody's actually asked me, would you like that for free? I've never been okay. given anything and that would be so nice. Like, like on what's like, like not a, not a free, like Skoda car, but like what, what's free? Well, like, uh, how would you define it? Free? free. I mean, any, anything. So, you know, you buy something at the store and they say, Hey, why don't you take this or you can take that for free or, you know, why don't you, you could, you can just have that. It would be, it would just be nice. It's an ideal, it's an ideal world, but, and I don't think it'll ever happen. A Skoda wouldn't be too bad either, but if I am getting things for free. But wait, like what you, you don't get, you don't get free samples like at, at the, uh, at the supermarket? Uh, they, oh, but that's not something. I, they, uh, they, I mean, that's technically free. That's I mean, listen, if, if you're Jones and for some free stuff, come back over and hit a Costco. <laughs> that's, see, that's the, that's a hard thing here. There is no Costco. And actually it's very, very rare that you have, there's no, there's no like weekend grazing opportunities at supermarkets. Unfortunately, <laughs> and I guess and the tchotchkes uh, at trade shows don't count either. No, they do not. It would be something the, getting that something for free I, that I would otherwise have to pay for. That that I will agree with to the nth degree because when you come home with you know like a Mexico bag, it's not like the kids are stoked to see that. <laughs> I get that. Another pen bad you know awesome. Exactly <laughs> Every guest on the show gets a chance to talk about whatever they'd like for a minute or two. So without further ado, the floor is yours. Okay. I would say it goes along with some advice. You know, people are always asking when you're looking at starting a company or getting into a new space, what what advice I have. And I what I want to share is just don't get hung up on boxes. Um, you know, I think for a long time, I tried to figure out what box I fit into in terms of, can I, can I start a company? I can't start a company because I don't have this background or I can't do this because I don't have an MBA and I can't do this. And I think there's, you know, especially when looking at starting a company, there's no perfect time or path. And, and I personally, I don't fit into a lot of, a lot of typical boxes and, you know, been able to, to, to show that, that, can't, doesn't have to stop you from building a company. You know, I'm a woman in the tech space. Um, I don't have, I don't have a formal it education. I'm not a programmer founded a company eight months pregnant as an American in Germany. That doesn't really fit into anything. And then, you know, that part about find founding it across, uh, across, across three continents. If you want to do it, just do it. You know, it's, it's, it's possible. And don't get caught up in, in the boxes that people try to put you in and say that that defines you and, and, and define what you can and cannot do and achieve. We like to wrap up the show with one last piece of advice or wisdom. So what would be your final word? 
just keep looking forward and don't be afraid to jump in, jump in the deep end. The great thing about taking risk is that you can always go back to where you came from, but you can't get anywhere unless you take that first big step. I like that. That's very, that's very zen. That's very zen. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny with the, with the whole going back thing, that's, it's something that has, has knowing that you can go back and I mean, I do realize right. there are people who aren't, sometimes you're not lucky enough to have that, have that background, but in any of those big moves I made, I always thought, what the heck, you know, I can always go back. What if the move to Germany doesn't work? Well, I can move back to the States. What if founding this company doesn't work? Well, I can go get another job in the ad tech space. And, you know, there's always, you don't know, you don't know unless you try it. And, and who says, who says you can't go back and, and then pick another path to try I like it. Well, appreciate you taking the time from Berlin. We got to work on that. Your accent's a little too American, so <laughs> let's, let's, we got we to Deutsch that up a little bit there. So, no, I, I will okay. try to improve. <laughs> tell thank Angela you, Merkel we do t- right. Tell Angela Merkel we do love her, and, <laughs> we'll we're, do. and and we're and we're sorry. You know what I'm talking about there. Uh, but honestly, seriously, thanks for taking the time and best wishes for continued success. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Doug. It's been a pleasure.